and we're back with another episode of the MDM Podcast. I'm Joe Morales, today joined by my good friend Judah Aloof. How you doing, Judah? I'm doing great today, Joe. How are you? I'm good. We are in um, separate locations. I'm in the studio. He's in his house, uh, so we can't be with each other. But we're here yeah, to break that. Da- sorry, sorry, we've sorry. We've been doing this for a little bit of time, but it's been working well. I'm enjoying it. I'm surprised of how well it's actually worked. We've done two shows together yeah. now, and uh, it's taken a long time to get this one specifically set up. But you uh, know what, Joe, I want to commend you on uh, having a great podcast. I mean, we started on one singular snowball microphone, worked our way up to a pretty good studio, and uh, now we're making our way through in the uh, in this quarantine. And time. now we can't even use the studio after that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's really a great studio, guys. You guys should definitely see it. It's crazy. But one day we'll be back here. One day we'll be talking real baseball and uh, actual real football baseball. games if they ever get played again. But today we're doing Korean baseball because that's what we've got. And they yeah. finished they they finished their third series of the year. They play three games per series. And, of course, there are five games. So there were a total of 20 games to break down. Maybe it's a little more. My, my multiplication's off. The season's been really, uh, really good this year. It's actually going a lot smoother than many expected. So we'll start with the NC Dinos and KT Wiz. We saw the Dinos sweep the Wiz. So in the first game, Drew, did the Dinos won 7-6. What did you see in this game? Well, their starter, Drew Wisinski, he pitched five and a third inning, uh, five earned runs. And uh, the Wiz also scored off of an uh, off of an error. But um, the Dinos have really displayed their great bullpen depth where um, four and two-thirds inning in the first game, no earned runs. It's definitely one of the most powerful parts of their team. And you talk about the bullpen. I'll go on the offensive side where we saw Suckman Park hit two home runs. And that could have been, I think it was, the uh, the winning efforts. That's why they won 7-6 because of his two home runs. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really – the Dinos really have some power mixed with a lot of good – they're a very balanced team, and that, that really does go out credit for the coaches. So far this season, they're all around the best team with their pitching and yeah. their offense. They're, they, they're, they're, they're by far the best team so far. <laughs> I mean, and the ESPN standing has show. Made that clear. ESPN has made that very clear. They're they're only broadcasting their games and they're constantly bringing it up. And uh, they really are a dynamic team that are really interesting to watch. For the losing side, the KT Wiz, the bullpen had to go four innings and gave up four runs in those four innings. Only three guys out of the lineup didn't get hit, so both sides hit pretty well. And it was another good game for Mel Rojas Jr. So what did you see out of the KT Wiz? Well, um, on the pitching side, uh, we saw some okay pitching. Out of um, uh, sorry if I say his name wrong. I think it's uh, we're all do, we're all getting it wrong. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> even the uh, even the Dominican name. <laughs> um, five innings pitched, three earned runs. Um, and we just saw more terrible bullpen pitching. Four innings pitched, four earned runs collectively. Um, they need better bullpen performance. I mean, overall the team is not terrible, but if they could just if their bullpen pitching could just step up, if one player can just step up, uh, they could really be an overall decent team. In our first show, we talked about how the KT Wiz have the potential to be the KBO's Baltimore Orioles. And so far, they're showing it because they're 1-7 yeah. all the way at the bottom of the league. So that's something yeah. to keep their eye on, and it doesn't get any better in the next two games. So in Game 2, the Dinos won 5-4, uh, and uh, we saw more good pitching like Judah alluded to. Aloof uh, <laughs> alluded to. Sorry. Another good game for Mike Wright. He went six innings and gave up a Warner and run and... For retrospect, in the first game, he went five innings, gave up two runs, so he looks to be getting better as the games go on. But uh, what did you see in game two that caught your eye? Well, obviously, it's just the start of the season, but it's a really good sign to see uh, an American ball player like Mike Wright uh, doing this well. Um, he's looking like a solid pitcher, and uh, again, in game two, good uh, good bullpen performance, and there's nothing to really complain about on the pitching side. But on the offensive side, I just want to bring something up, and that's uh, the struggles that Aaron Altair has been 
uh, dealing with here. And this really doesn't help because in game two, he got struck with a fastball, 88 miles per hour in the knuckle. And uh, it, it really, it really sets, it, it really kind of set him back a little bit. He did play in game three, but you could tell that it was still bugging him a little bit. The guy that came in third place, Altair, he goes by the name of Jin, Jin Kung Sang. He came in and hit a walk-off single in the 10th inning. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, they're really not seeming to miss out Altair too much that game. <laughs> he also he also had a two-run homer that game. And uh, just a, a, a good note from the KT Wiz, if there are any, Mil Rojas had two hits. So there's something to look forward, uh, something to look back on if you're a KT Wiz fan. Although you are one in seven, but that's the one bright spot. Game three now, the Dinos completed the sweep. They won one to nothing. And uh, you just ripped Aaron Altair apart. He came back this game and uh, drove in the only run. So in the Dinos yeah. one nothing uh, winning efforts, uh, what did you see from the Dinos and how good was their bullpen? Listen, I was reading some reports. Uh, umpire had a terrific game, very consistent strike zone, and uh, both pitchers were really dealing. I mean, um, Chang Mo Ku, uh, Dinos starting pitcher, eight innings, no earned runs, ten strikeouts. That's an outstanding pitching performance, especially from what I've seen in the KBO and, and the uh, and the patterns that I've been seeing. A lot of short inning. Uh, very low amounts of amount of pitches, a very quick bullpen. Um, that's what I've been seeing out of the KBO this year. And uh, Chang Moku has been pitching very well this season uh, in his last start, uh, six innings, zero earned runs. So this could be his breakout year, total 14 innings, zero earned runs. And um, on the Wiz side, un- again, um, uh, some great pitching. G Seong Bay. Again, sorry for the mispronunciation. <laughs> We're going to see a lot of this. Uh, seven innings, no one runs. So this could be a breakout year for both pitchers. Are they both been pitching amazing this year? On the contrary to what you said about low amounts of pitches and fewer innings, in this game, we saw both starters pitch deep into the game without yeah. giving up a run. So that's a good little difference to what you were yeah. talking about. Well, you know, if, if anything, it honestly surprises me because with the KBO and its obviously lack of velocity, velocity compared to American baseball, you'd expect more pitches to be thrown, but... It's just, I guess it's just the norm over there. I mean, we're learning as we go on. You know, we haven't been, we haven't been watching KBO for our whole lives like we have with the MLB. So it's good to get a, a taste of culture from the KBO. We're still learning. So and after seems to be the norm. After this series, I think we've come to the conclusion that the Dinos are the best team in the league thus far. They're in first place right now with a record of seven and one, and the team behind them, the Latte Giants, is just only a game back. So um, it's good to see them getting a head start of the year, and by far to me, they look like the best team. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. There's uh there's not really that many uh there's not really that many uh downsides for the Dinos. And if I may even bring it up, um their catcher who is uh per- maybe the best player in the KBO, he uh he hasn't even been hitting that well this season and he there has Altair. So if they could pick it up, this team is going to be dangerous, I'll tell you that. Starting this weekend, the Dinos are going to go to uh I I don't even know where it is. I'm I I, I they're going to play the Wervins because they're not. It's not in SK. It's not a place. It's just a. Yeah. <laughs> so they're playing the Wervins this weekend, uh, weekend wherever they play. And as for the Wiz, the Wiz are going to host the Samsung Lions. So that's where they're going to be this weekend. And uh, anything else to add on this series? Well, nothing on this series. Just want to mention that uh, there's going to be one AM games on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for those. I'm definitely going to be tuning in. As will I. I'll be with you. Uh, the second series, Kia Tigers versus. Hanwha Eagles, the Tigers took the series 2-1. to one. In the first game, the Tigers won 2-1. to one, And uh, we saw more good pitching out of Aaron Brooks. Yeah, Aaron Brooks has been pitching tremendously this season. Uh, seven innings, one earned run. And uh, they also have a pretty decent bullpen. They have two relievers that I've uh, noted, and I see that they're pitching pretty well. Sang Hyun and Kyung Chen, um, they both did well with four strikeouts and two innings together. 
So out of all foreign pitchers, he's third in the league in ERA, tied with Dan Straley, who's doing really good on the Latte Giants. So Aaron Brooks looks to be their best pitcher so far and their number one starter. Um, and as for the Eagles, Minwoo Kim, seven innings, one hit, eight run, uh, eight strikeouts, and uh, the bullpen gave up their last two runs. So both starters in this game couldn't get. Um, both starters in this game pitched deep into the game, did very well, and both sides couldn't get any offense going. Yeah, yeah, it's basically, that was basically just of the game. <laughs> it was pretty simple. Second game, the Tigers also won four to three, and now we're seeing the emergence of Sang Hyun Jun and Kyung Chan Moon. Uh, f- those are bullpen pitchers. And the Eagles yeah. still can't seem to find any run consistency. They're losing games in uh, when they're not scoring a lot of runs. Yeah, um, listen, obviously the Eagles aren't the best hitting team, <laughs> but I've seen some uh, great performances from those two bullpen pitchers. And um, and that's, pre- that's pretty much – that was basically the, uh, the most important part of the series. We saw a really big emergence of that bullpen. For both sides, we saw pitching was fairly decent, and the offense was – Okay, specifically for the Eagles, they like you said they seem to have nothing going so far. Uh, game number three, e- the Eagles avoided the sweep. They won four to one. Uh, Min Jae Jang threw seven innings of one run baseball. The third baseman Sun Jin Oh drove in two runs, and uh, that was why they were able to uh, get the win. Well, yeah. Um... For the Eagles side, uh, it was really a, a great pitch perform- pitching performance from them. And almost everyone hit on that side. Uh, it was a good overall performance for the Eagles. I got to apologize again for the way I'm saying these names, and it slows us down a little bit. But <laughs> you and me both were having trouble with this, so you got to stick with us here. For the Tia- Kia Tigers, former Met pitcher Drew Gagnon was rocked in this game. Four runs, seven hits, only through five innings. So uh, he's got he's to get himself going in this series if he wants to be a good pitcher for the Tigers. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. He's uh, he's trying to get his career back on track, and uh, this season it's been a very slow start. The Kia Tigers, oh no, the, the yeah, the Kia Tigers are four and five. The Hanwha Eagles are further up there, six and three. The Eagles this weekend host the Latte Giants, and the Tigers host the Bears. So, uh, pretty good teams going into their towns. Anything else you want to add on this series? Nope, nothing much. It's all been pretty good, but I. Uh, I do want to mention Preston Tucker. Uh, he's been very dynamic this year. He's been very good. Um, he didn't do amazing this season, but uh, and this series. I mean, he, he didn't do amazing this series, but uh, it wasn't a bad series at all. But I I, I am pretty excited to see the uh, foreign players race because there's been a lot of good foreign players this year. For Preston, and, uh, I just want to see where he compares. Well, I can tell you right now, but first, for Preston Tucker, his on-base percentage is at 500. That's uh, it's tied for third in the league, and he's also third in RBIs at 11. When you rank him up against um, other foreign players, he leads he leads the league in games, but that's not so much just because he uh, he had a lot of teams had rain delays. He has three home runs, which is the most in, uh, among foreign players, and six walks so far. So, yeah, he's he's yeah. one of the best foreign players out there. Well, someone who was previously an, uh, an Astros prospect, he's coming over here. He's definitely gained some discipline uh, from when he was a rookie. He's definitely uh, he's definitely built his game all around a lot better than he was whenever he was in America. Now, granted, this isn't the KBO, so it's not as high of a level as baseball of a baseball, but it still is pretty impressive to see, and I'm happy for him. 13 hits through nine games is pretty good, along with a 1.250 OPS through those nine games. So he's really having a, a good start to the KBO so far. Uh, yeah. Dusan Bears versus Latte Giants. The Bears won the series two to one. The Bears took all, Bears also took game one. They won eleven to six. The pitching for both sides obviously was really weak. The Giants used six pitchers in this game and gave up eleven runs. 
And the Bears, of course, Jose Fernandez, he looks to be one of the best players in this league, uh, um, ranking among the best in batting average, on-base percentage, hits. Uh, that's among all of Korean Baseball League players. So what did you see in Game 1 here, if anything caught your eye? Um, well, it was it looked to be a, an, ex, an offensive explosive uh, explosion for the Bears. Um, we saw, again, more great hitting from Jose Fernandez. He's really been amazing this year. And uh, Kim uh, Kim Jae-Hwan, he went 4-4 with a home run of 4 RBIs, so it was really a good game for him in Game 1. But it really wasn't expected. I mean, the Giants have been seeming elite uh, on the pitching side and the run prevention side. Um, but the Giants' overall good pitching got completely destroyed. And it was really surprising to see for me because I thought that the Giants were mostly a lock. But I guess it happens. It's baseball. It's baseball. No matter if it's in the MLB or in the KBO, teams have bad days. Right. So if I can talk about Jose Fernandez for a second, he leads the, he leads foreign players in average at 500, OBP at 541, hits and runs. He le- And he ranks top five in slugging OPS and home runs. So easily one of the best all-around players in the league, if not only foreign players. So, uh, and I also want to touch on Jahuan Kim. What did you see from him on the Bears the series? Uh, Jahuan Kim. Uh, yeah, no, it, um, it really, you know, like I said, he's, uh, he was really, he was, he, he hit really well this, uh, this series and, uh, it was pretty impressive to see, honestly, and I'm happy that he was able to find this. In the second game, the Giants beat the Bears 10 to nine, and it was the second straight game that turned into a slugfest. And, of course, another big game for Jose Fernandez and Jehuan Kim for the Bears. And then on the Latte Giants side, it was a great game for Dixon Machado. And they ended up walking off in the ninth inning. Young Hun Min hit a walk-off homer in the ninth. So from game two, another slugfest. What did you see? Well, um, on the on the Giants' side, uh, again, like you said, Dixon Machado, he's he's honestly really been really impressing me. Uh, as a shortstop, he's hitting extremely well. Um, he got a clutch 2-RBI double in that game, too, and he's batting three forty six this year. Um, and there's overall a few great hitters in that game, too. Uh, Lee Deho, um, he's a prolific power hitter in the KBO, well-known. He had two RBIs that game. Um, and a veteran, Son A. Siop. <laughs> uh, he's been an amazing player throughout his career with the Giants, which opened two runs. It was overall a good performance from the players that you would expect to hit well for the Giants. Right. It was, it was a good, good, good game for all the hitters on both teams. And uh, we talked about Dixon Machado for the first time. Uh, he is not doing so well ranked among the other rookies, except for home runs and RBIs, which you could argue are the most important. But his batting yeah, average, his OBP aren't really the up there. Really yeah, the RBIs have really been impressing me. I mean, you know, for a shortstop who's actually fairly well defensively, I don't think he's made an error so far this year. Um, he's really been impressing me, and I'm I'm, re- I'm really happy with the stats I'm seeing from him. So let's go over to Game 3 where the Bears won 7-4. to four. Again, Jose Fernandez does well. He hits a solo home run. JLO went 4-5 for five and drove in three runs. And the Bears' middle of the lineup came up clutch like they had in the past two days. So uh, the Bears uh, get the third game here. Uh, what did you see from the Bears and the Latte Giants in the series? Well, uh, Chris Flexen pitched well, six innings pitch, two earned runs. The bullpen didn't pitch so well. What I'm seeing from the Bears is the bullpen isn't anything too special, but it's not terrible. Um, and for the Giants, um, let's see here. Uh, Giants game three, a good performance from their starter, uh, who went five innings, one earned runs. They relied on their bullpen, which who have been uh, really good this year, but uh, this series didn't look too good. Four innings pitch, four and runs again for the bullpen. So this series, they definitely weren't as good pitching-wise from the bullpen. If I can touch specifically on the Latte Giants real quick, they clustered together nine hits, but the pitching still couldn't get it done like they have this entire series. 
So uh, similar to the Wervin's uh, Twins game, like we'll get to in a minute, it turned into a slugfest. Both sides can hit, but both sides also had trouble pitching. Uh, so we'll see if they can fix that going down the stretch, and we'll talk about it much more as the season goes on. Uh, anything else to add on that series? Yeah, I just wanted to note that they're uh, they have a 2010 MVP. I think they're paying him somewhat of uh, something around 2.25 million dollars uh, per year for Deho Lee. He went 44 today. Um, he's in the middle of their lineup. I think he's batting third for them in most games. And it would be great for the Giants overall if they could if he could really pick it up because overall the team around him they've been hitting very well. And if he could pick it up in the middle of the order, this team could be uh, a top top of the table team. They could be second, first, third seed, anything like that. I, I'd see it definitely happening. I've times. noticed that you pay attention to the contracts of some of these teams. So it's two point two million dollars. Uh, any good? Are, th- are those the best players that get paid? Two point two. I've noticed throughout the KBO, uh, a lot of these players get paid like get get paid in very long contracts. The trend that we also see in the MLB lately: Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, to name a few, but. Um, it seems that these these players that won 2014, 2015, 2010 MVPs get paid 10-year contracts, and they try to lock them in for a long time. But based on what I'm seeing, it's mostly because these, these players aren't very loyal to their teams. <laughs> um, I see a lot of different players going to a lot of different teams, and uh, $2.2 million is, is, is up there for the most in the entire league. Yeah, it's weird that they give them such long, hefty contracts, especially considering that they could move on to the to the MLB if they have a good season. I don't know what the process is to get them out of there, but I, I'm sure the teams have to give Major League Baseball or the players some sort of compensation for leaving the contract. Yeah, I would imagine so. It's odd. I mean, when you think about it, a, t- a player like this really brings fans to the ballpark. So it, it really has to be a hefty compensation, I'd assume. And it's it's hard as a player to accept a long conversation, uh, a long uh, contract like that. Um, whenever you have such good potential to actually play in the MLB, but some of these players are fine with not making the MLB because some of these players love the atmosphere over there. Yeah, assuming that they don't have any aspirations of going to the uh, to the MLB, these long contracts must work out great for them if they if they if they consider themselves uh, loyal to Korea and they want to stay there for a long time. Yeah, then why not go ahead and sign a a ten year contract? But if you're considering coming over to the United States, those long contracts might not be just for you. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's something that you could – it's something if you're planning to settle down, have a family in Korea, it's definitely a great thing for baseball players over there. And um, I, I've been seeing it. It's a very big trend over the KBO. We're going to talk about it a few more times on this podcast. Next series is the Samsung Lions against the Kiwoom Heroes. We saw the Lions win the series 2-1, to one, but the Heroes got the first game. They won 3-2. to two. So in this game, what did you see from both sides? Well, on the heroes, I saw uh, Eric Jokish. He went six innings, zero earned runs. Um, they have a solid bullpen, probably a uh, middle of the league if you rank them among other bullpens. Um, overall, their pitching is uh, is pretty solid as a team, and uh, in this game, their pitching was pretty solid. Um, and from the Giants, uh, I mean, sorry, not from the Giants, the Lions. Um, we saw Ben Lively. Uh, he he kind of had a comeback performance after letting up four runs in his first performance against the Dinos, who, to his credit, are a pretty good team. But uh, in this in this performance, he had six uh, two earned runs over six inning pitched and a good showing for their bullpen as well. So two solid bullpens, two solid pitching teams. I can't speak to their rotation depth talking about the Samsung Lions, but so far Ben Lively, although he had that really bad start, seems to be one of their innings eaters. He ranks third in the league, tied for third with a couple people in innings. He's got 12 innings through two games. So going forward, he might be one of those guys who's going to pitch every fifth day and eat some innings for you and give your bullpen a little bit of a day off. And if he can do it just like this, he'd be really good at it. 
Well, a team like Samsung is is, is obviously not one of the most uh, prolific teams in the KBO. So uh, they can't they can't obviously have they're not, or at least they don't have the best bullpen in the league. So it's good to have a pitcher like that, so where you can let your bullpen rest and uh, really perform against some of the better teams or the better lineups that you have to face. If I can get off topic for a second, I have the the, the standings printed out in front of me, and in the standings they have the logos. And when I look at the Samsung Lions logo, it reminds me so much of the Detroit Lions. I don't know why. I think it's just the color. But when I look at the Detroit Lions logo, it, it just it comes to with with failure. So I don't know. I guess they all like blue lines or something. I mean, it's not really a common trend to me. I don't really see blue lines out in the world that often. But but I don't. The logo reminds me so much of the Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Lions yeah. have no success whatsoever recently. Well, it seems like both teams don't have much success recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess that's just a Lions, the Lions thing. Maybe, maybe they get screwed over in the KBO as well by umpires. But anyway, the NFL Lions do. Back to yeah. the uh, the topic here. Game one, we saw both bullpens perform really well. Not a lot of offense out of both teams, but the heroes did enough to get the win. And at the end of the day, it's all that matters if you can get well, the win. Really, there was a really interesting uh, <laughs> point. That, there's a really interesting thing that happened, if I may add. Uh, Tyler Saladino, he's getting paid eight hundred thousand dollars per year to pay uh, to play third base for the team. Uh, the Lions, that is, and he wasn't—he wasn't a great defender so far this year. He's been hitting <laughs> horribly. Um, Joe, you just read me something that said that he can't he even hit. Couldn't off hit off a tee. Tried. Yep. Um, <laughs> so they put him on the injured reserve, I believe, for his ankle, and they subbed him out in game one. And uh, as we'll discuss in a, in a few minutes, uh, they're really not missing his pop in the lineup as he really was having a bad year so far. Yeah. And, so uh, yeah, and when it comes to the key, when it comes to the heroes. Um, we saw a team star, Park Byung-ho. He was a 2012 and 2013 KBO MVP. He's only batting 261 with two home runs, so let's see if he can pick it up in his age 33 season. So, Judah, you you addressed it already. So, Tyler Saladino goes to the 10-day injured list uh, after Game 2, where the team said he's healthy enough to play, he's just not 100%. So, this early in the season, when one of your foreign players, which is limited, you can't have that many foreign players, when one of them is limited... It's best to get them healthy, especially when they're not playing well. Get them fully healthy and then come back. And hopefully he can turn things around because foreign players are captain. He's going to be one of their best players. I just want to note something here. Um, (laughs) If I was a Samsung Lions fan, I'd be extremely scared right now because guess what? I'm a Yankees fan. And I saw the same thing happen with Giancarlo Stanton last year. (laughs) And he was expected to come back sometime in July. Nope, didn't come back at all that year, and he really just was not. He just never played for us. Well, that, so as a, as a Lions fan, I'm really scared about this. And you're gonna as as uh, as a trainer you're, and the coach, you're gonna want to keep him out of action as much as possible. That's what happened to Aaron Judge this morning or yesterday. We heard Aaron Boone say uh, Judge would be ready to be ready to go in a few weeks during spring training, and now he's saying he's he might not be ready for summertime. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's rough. It's crazy stuff. It's rough. Uh, anything else to add from Game One? Again, heroes win three to two. I'm ready to move on for game two. Uh, in this game, Samsung won five nothing, and you saw a good pitching from David Buchanan. So, what did you see in this game? Well, David Buchanan, Buchanan, uh, he didn't pitch very well in his first uh, his first start, um, but in this one, he pitched an absolute gem. Uh, seven innings pitched, no earned runs, and eight strikeouts on only two hits. two hits. Yeah. 
Um, that yeah, honestly, seeing this season, I actually wonder when the last time a no hitter was thrown in the KBO because none of these pitchers seem to go nine innings. I think there was only one complete game so far this year. Well, you see, you see that all together in Major League Baseball now. Pitchers don't necessarily go that long with the games. Everything's at a at a pitch cap limit, so no hitters and perfect games are gonna be a thing of the past in a couple of years. Yeah, I, I definitely see that happening. It's definitely a trend. Um, Choi and Wu pitched well at the bullpen. Uh, for the uh, sorry for the first for the Lions, no runs given and, up, obviously. Yeah, and then uh, for game two on the side of Kiwoom, um, we saw a great starting uh, starting performance by Wante Choi, who went seven in the third with six strikeouts and only two earned runs. Uh, this pitching was good again, but they had some bad fielding, which led to a few errors and a few runs for the Samsung. Well, the, and that's really that really what caused them to lose because it wasn't a high scoring game at all. So. Um, you know, that's kind of the reason that they lost. Well, the, at the end of the day, they only had two hits. So getting no runs, obviously, will not get you a win. <laughs> Going yeah. forward, the next game, they score I mean, five runs. Math. So Basic math. Yeah, so the next game, they scored five runs. So really, there was no chance to win because, hell, there were no runs scored. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add on game two? Um... Well, as I said before, Park Byung Ho. Um, if they could, if he could pick it up, then it definitely be a, a great, a great thing to happen for the, uh, for for the heroes. And um, I think this is kind of one of those situations where giving a star player a ten-year, fifteen-year contract comes back to bite you because uh, this, you know, Park Byung Ho, uh, uh, two thousand and fourteen and fifteen MVP, or two, sorry, two thousand twelve, thirteen MVP. Um, He's he's really not hitting that well this season, and this is this is honestly what we might be able to see with uh, Bryce Harper as he gets older, or uh, Mike Trout just really losing that pop. And uh, if he if he really can't hit this year, then as he as a Heroes fan, you're you're going to expect your team not to be able to make deep playoff runs in the future because they're not they're not going to have the cap. I had Yoko was really taking up twenty percent of it. <laughs> I had that list under my game three notes because he didn't get anything going in game three either. So this there's yeah. there's cause of concern now that he's not getting going uh, almost ten games into the season. See, the thing is that for power hitters like him, <laughs> uh, where power is his main asset, it's it's really hard to come back because we see a lot of players, you know, do amazing after the All Star break. You know. Uh, people like Lindor, who 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 are all around great players, or Springer, people like that. But when when your power hitter is lacking, it's hard to it's hard to you know notch that forty home run mark after the first half of the season is over when you only have ten home runs. Don't forget, it's so, hard it's hard not to notice when your power hitter's uh, not performing well either, because their only yeah. thing is home runs. But the contact guy like Jeff McNeil, you might not notice it as much because well he's only hitting the singles and doubles. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true because. You know, you, 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 it's hard to assess power until you actually see the numbers go down after a full season. You can't just say, oh, our guy is weaker than he was, you know, our, our guy is weaker than he was six months ago. Right. I, so I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Uh, over to game three, this is where the Lions uh, got their series win. They won eight to five. Like we said, Tyler Saladino goes on the DL before the game. And uh, for the Lions, their middle of the order drove in seven of their eight runs this game. So what, did you, what else did you see in this game? Well, yeah, the middle of the, the middle of the order. Well, middle of the order is being pretty generous. Uh, numbers two through six, uh, seven RBIs total, um, and the leadoff hitter Sang Soo Kim. He notched three hits in an RBI and a couple of runs, so that was good. Um, and the bullpen pitching looked solid on Samsung this game. Not a great start for their pitcher. Six innings pitched, four and runs, um, but the team came together and pitched pretty well this game. Yeah, and we're and we're still waiting 
um, for Byung Ho Park, like I said earlier. Uh, the uh, the heroes scored some runs, but like in the end of the day, the pit, uh, the pitching could not handle the Lions' middle of the order. Seven RBIs, that, that can't happen. Yeah. Anything else to add on this series? Um, nothing much. I mean, Samsung honestly looks a lot better than I thought they were at first glance. But once you take a deep dive into the game, look at the stats. Samsung has a, has a good chance of being a middle of the table team. All right, here's the last series: the SK Wyverns against the LG Twins in this series. So the Twins sweep. They got uh, game one. They won nine to five. What did you see in this game, Judah? Um. Well, for the for the Wyverns, um, Nick Kingham did bad again. <laughs> uh, five earned runs and only three and two thirds innings. It was I, I was really I was really high on uh, Kingham. Um, after his first after his first start was against the LG Twins, who aren't a statistically great hitting team. I really expected a, a bounce back performance from Kingham, but he just didn't make it happen, and I was I was pretty disappointed in that. For the Wavens, we also saw uh, Dong Min Han go two for three with the homer and four RBIs, so that was almost half their runs. For the Twins, uh, Wu Chen Sha <laughs> start. <laughs> uh, so, I'm sorry, uh, there was okay Wu pitching. Wu, I, that might be a typo. I, I could, I'd apologize if it was a typo, but nah, it's definitely not a typo. It's just tongue twisters, man. Okay, pitching wasn't great. Five runs is I, – I would never say five runs is great, but they ended up getting the win, so that's all that matters. And Roberto Ramos emerges as one of the game's best power hitters. He hits two home runs this game. Um, yeah, Roberto Ramos – what was it, the Blue Jays that released him? Or Colorado Rockies. 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 Rockies should be feeling stupid. Um, <laughs> tearing the cover off the baseball this season, 450 batting average. Two home runs. Well, you can make that three now because he knocked in a two-run home run in game one. For the second game, the Twins continue to roll 14-2 to two now. Uh, let's call it like it is, dude. The Wavens were bad in all aspects in this game. Yeah, it was it was really a pathetic performance. It really made me mad when I see a team that has they – have, they have limited talent, obviously, but it really makes me mad when I see a team this – uh, on this, 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 <laughs> this little chemistry, this, this bad, and it, it was just it was just overall bad. I mean, uh, Pinto pitched terribly. He couldn't control the strike zone. He was so <laughs> uncompetitive pitches. Eight walks, I think it was eight <laughs> walks, man. Throw the pitches in the dirt, pitches almost hitting the players. He was throwing eighty nine <laughs> miles an hour. I don't, I don't get it. And, and and the hitting was just absurdly bad. It, I mean, there's off days, but there's days where it just felt like the players didn't want to even be there, and, and this is just one of those days. <laughs> it goes really to show easy. you why they're one and seven. They can't. Like you said, there's no chemistry. They can't throw strikes. Yeah. They're walking the ballpark, and and it's nothing just, went just, right. Just easily the worst team in the league, in my opinion. I'm I'm just I'm so angry to see a team <laughs> this disorganized. <laughs> They've lost six in a row now. So they're one and yeah, seven I don't on the year. Too harsh, but it's just. It, <laughs> I don't want to be harsh, but it's just, no, no. Go good. Air it out, Judah. <laughs> just okay. I'll keep it short and simple. Statistically, this team is hitting and pitching horrendously. No, I'll keep it short and simple. They suck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Good way of putting it. So in game two, the Twins jumped on the pitching like Judah said early, and they never looked back. They scored eight runs in the second inning, and uh, that game was over before it started. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what, though. Not only was their pitching bad, <laughs> but let's talk about their fielding. Oh, my the God. Inning, <laughs> the, the second inning should have been over at four runs allowed. But instead, their second baseman decided to make an error. And guess what happened? Scored. Eight run innings. <laughs> Man, Nothing it, goes it right. It was just a nightmare. It, 
I, I, I swear to God, I could have put I could have put down the the New Jersey Little League World Series. <laughs> they could have they could have played better than the Warriors. When it goes bad, it goes bad. It, go, it went bad. It went really bad. <laughs> In game three, the Twins completed the sleep going uh, three. Uh, they won three to two. Both starters gave up only two runs, and uh, Kung Wu Jung hit a walk off single in the ninth inning. It was different uh, from both other games where it was a slugfest. And I compare it to the uh, the Doosan Bear series just because there were so many runs scored. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the Wavens can't get any pitching going. They got to find some consistency somewhere with one starter. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a lot of energy after that ramble, <laughs> man. It, they just they, – they, they really need to pick it up. I, I don't know if they have to make a change in the coaching or whatever. They just need to get a locker room guy in there. But – they need to pick up the morale. They're they are playing sluggishly, and they are not playing like they should. Their offense is playing terribly. And this game, honestly, honestly speaking, they weren't terrible pitching. I mean, three runs no. collectively, but, but overall, just their team is 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 just lacking. They, their offense and pitching can't get on the same side. And good teams, when they're performing well, both sides correlate with each other usually. And yeah. for the Wavens, nothing's going right. Yeah, and. If I have to be honest, I don't even think the uh, the Wolverines even have a, 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 a star player on their team. Um, based on what I'm seeing, uh, if I if I can just look real quick, um, I don't even think any of them are any star players, and they're they're um, they're foreign player. Uh, they're a bunch of nobodies. Uh, I'll name, tell you that. Yeah, his foreign player um, is his name is Jamie Romack, and he's also been having a terrible year. And I just don't I, I just don't see the attraction for the Wolverines. I feel like they're going to be the worst team in the league this year without a doubt. At least the KT Wiz, who were also one and seven, have some light uh, spotlights like Mel Rojas Jr. and uh, who else is on here? Uh, that's about it. Uh, but yeah, at least they have they have someone you can look at. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it, I never listen. I never had a baseball team that made me truly angry to watch, and this is just one of those teams. <laughs> this is a team you won't be watching in a month and a half. <laughs> no, if ESPN broadcasts this team, they might get seven viewers at one. <laughs> Okay, uh, so that's all the series. Let's go ahead and look at the standings. So the NC Dinos are up top. They're seven and one. Latte Giants six and two. Kiwoom Hero six and three. Tucson Bears five and three. LG Twins five and three. Kia Tigers four and five. Samsung Lions four and five. Hanwha Eagles three three and six. The Wervins one and seven. And at last place, the KT Wiz at one and seven. So we've already said this before, but the Dinos are emerging as the best team in the league by far. And this series, the Dinos are going to get the SK Wavens. So I think one of those games is going to be televised, Judah, so we can watch their awfulness together. Uh, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to be Yankees versus Orioles. <laughs> I wonder who's going to be the Glaber Torres for, for <laughs> who's beating up on the Wavens this series. <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching with you. We'll both find out. Uh, but I mean, the lot. The if, lo- if I may just note out, there's a couple of teams that really impressed me this season and I think are really going to go far. Um, there's there's three teams, and there's also a, there's a, the KT Wiz are not as bad as people are making them out to be. I think they have some good pieces on offense, and they're eventually going to get it together, finish middle of the table. But there's a few teams that really impress me, and that's a latte that's a latte Giants. I mean, from they have Adrian Sampson, they have some they have just, they have great overall pitching, great bullpen. They didn't really show it that well in the series, but overall they have great bullpen, amazing hitting. Uh, Doosan Bears are right up there. I think they also have amazing hitting. And uh, don't forget about the NC Dinos. We all know how good they are. I think we're sleeping on the LG Twins. There are times that we just talked about it where they burst out in these offensive. Uh... Well, if I may, if I may just uh, talk about it here. Um, this okay. So series, this series, uh, LG faced SK. So 
SK has the worst pitching in the league by mm-hmm. far, in my yep. opinion. And before that, it didn't. See, it, I saw one game where the LG Twins really got above what I think. I think they got like twelve runs one game, and then the rest of their games were all like three runs. Three runs is really low for an for a KBO team. Let's just say that. Yeah. So the LG Twins really don't impress me that much. I feel like they they had a good series against the worst team in the league, and they had a, a couple of good games, but. Every single other game, they looked really low. I mean, I don't think the LG Twins are that bad. I just think they're more of a the lower half of the table type of team. Yeah, well, I'm not saying they're going to go to the Korean series, but I'm saying I think they're more middle of the pack. I think they'll sneak into the playoffs as the five or four seed, but I also don't think they're all the way at the bottom with Samsung and and uh, Hanwha and, of course, the Wiz and the, the Wervins. If I may just note, my Siri was just recording that whole entire conversation. She's, a, she's, a, she's a creep. <laughs> yeah, uh, so this weekend the Latte Giants take on the Hawaii Eagles the NC Dinos take on the Wavens like we talked about the Doosan Bears and the Kia Tigers the Samsung Lions and the KT Wiz and then the Heroes and the, L- and the LG Twins so Judah if you don't want to do this we don't have to but is there any game this weekend that you're eyeing out and uh, watching which series is that well there are, there are definitely some interesting series, I'll say that much. Um, but I think the most exciting series to look at right now this this, um, this week is going to be Samsung and KT. I'm definitely excited for that game. I feel like those are two very balanced teams, and I want to see KT really uh, emerge this season. You're high on KT. I don't like them. You don't like KT as much as I do, I, I guess. I, no, I, I don't think they're very good at all. Really? No, not well, at all. I mean, the record may show that, but... I think I think overall they're a pretty decent team, honestly. If I may, if I may, I, mean, I think I think Mel Rojas is really going to be the savior of this team. And um, if I may just say, uh, they have a they have a solid catcher um, who's hitting two ninety six with two home runs and eleven RBIs. Um, and I think that I think that balance of hitting and home runs, I think they honestly have a decent team. Well, I'll, I'll I'll give you two series I'm gonna watch this weekend. Um, both middle of the pack because a lot of them this week are bad against good, but there are two that are right in the middle of the pack. Well, number one is the Doosan Bears and the Kia Tigers, um, and number two, like we just talked about, the Heroes and the Twins. I want to see the Twins go out there and kick the Heroes' butt because you're you're talking <laughs> trash about them. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I guess. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but I just want to go back to the Wiz real quick because I, I honestly like the Wiz. I mean, they have good pitching too. I mean, you might not know this guy. His name is uh, Bay uh, Jay Song Bay. Um, he is a young twenty-three-year-old. I think he's a rookie. Uh, let me check right here. No, he's a wow. He started when he was nineteen years old. They all start um, really last, young. Last year's uh, had a three-point-seven-six ERA in twenty-eight games. Um, so he's he, he really seems like he's going to be a great pitcher. So he looks like he's going to be their ace. They also have. <laughs> Sorry, this is a really confusing. It's all right, go for it. Audra Samer Despagne. That's the that's their pitcher, right? That's the starter. Yeah, he's a starting pitcher. He's all right. Pitch, fourteen all right. strikeouts. He, uh, he he had one bad performance in his first, but uh, he came right back around. Actually, no, he had two great performances. Um, so he's not looking he's not looking bad at all. He's all right. Um, mm, not special. Yeah. His, sorry, his second performance wasn't too great, but he's overall looking pretty good. He looks like a solid foreign player on that team. And uh, their bullpen doesn't. Their bullpen looks middle of the pack. But if I'm if I'm talking about a team that that that's gonna finish middle of the pack, that might have a chance. Out of every team here, that might have a chance. I'm talking teams that you know have a chance to make it up uh, through being being an unfavored team and underdog. Mm-hmm. I definitely have to say it's either gonna be KT or it's gonna be uh, Samsung. Yeah, I, I agree on Samsung. I want to see them come up and surprise some people because they're sitting down at six and seven right now. 
Yeah. Other than that, but I want to see I want to see the Twins do good this weekend. I want to prove to you that they're really good. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not too high on the Twins, but we will see what happens. Uh, twins have some decent pieces on that team. If you're they up do, to it, I if you're up to it, I want to talk about some of the league leaders. Uh, we don't have to do most of them because I'm not I'm not um, I'm not going to lie. We don't know all the players in this league yet. We could probably yeah. do baseball, but we can point out some players that we've at least heard of in the league leaders. So I guess we'll start with pitching. We talked about the guy from Kivum, Eric Jokic, and he's second in the league in ERA now with a .82. Um, Warwick Swapold has a 1.20 ERA, and Aaron Brooks at 1.42. So out of all those three, which one are you even more impressed with the most? Oh, definitely Aaron Brooks, without a doubt. Aaron Brooks really looks like a solid pitcher, high strikeout numbers. He's really he, he has he has some good stamina to him. Pitches over a hundred pitches. He definitely looks like he's going to be a solid pitcher this season. All right. Um, I guess we'll go over to hitting because this is this. I'm sorry, this is more appealing to me. Um, my good buddy. I'm I'm, I'm lying, but I'm a huge <laughs> fan. I'm a huge fan of him, Roberto Ramos. I'm saying this. I want him to be a Yankee. He'd be an awesome Yankee. Uh. I mean, he's, you know, honestly, we like to say that obviously this is KBO, so we yes, can't be 100% sure. Yes, I know, but his I... Swing, his, his swing looks sweet. He looks like a solid... I mean, over that short porch, he'd be great. He doesn't He his, doesn't have that MLB swing, I don't think, he, yet, he, well, The problem is he doesn't hit left-handed pitching. That's the that's why he came over here. He has to perfect his left-handed pitching. But if he can do well, that and come he, over here... Maybe he has. I mean, maybe after one season... Yankees could pick him up, bring him in for Luke Voigt against some righties, and he could be a solid player. Yeah, he, I, 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 I'd venture to say he'd be a good platoon option, not just with yeah. the Yankees, but anywhere. If he can, if he can not hit lefties, and he'll do good things. If he'll hit twenty-five homers against righties, yeah, bring him but in. You know, you know, Joe. If I may be so bold, I feel like we're underselling the KBO here. KBO is an extremely competitive environment, and some players love the attention. So. Honestly speaking, if if Roberto Ramos gets uh, gets offered a, a a star role on the Twins and gets offered a backup role in the Yankees, it's really a question whether w- which option he'll choose. He's going to choose the option to play in every day. I think any other player would. Yeah, even if it's in the KBO, but it really depends because the Yankees are are a really deep playoff team as they always have been. Yep. So it's definitely a uh, it's definitely a, a, a difficult option. But that's even saying that he's going to get offered a contract. Roberto Ramos has had a Scorching start to the year, and I'm excited to see what else he can do at 25 years old. Jose Fernandez is by far one of the uh, by far is the best foreign player so far. He's hitting 500, has two home runs, 17 hits. Uh, do you agree with me that he's by far the best foreign player so far? Yeah, without a doubt, he kind of reminds me of uh, uh, in Edwin Encarnacion, like a hit for contact. If I, if, I, if I could just come out and say it, he's like the KBO uh, uh, Martinez from the Red Sox. JD Martinez. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, he he plays DH, so he's obviously not a great fielder, but uh, he's batting 500, two home runs, seven RBIs, uh, three walks, great discipline. Uh, he's getting paid 400000 a year, so not too hefty of a contract, but he's definitely, definitely a great player this year. And I'm really excited to see because he kind of really reminds me of Jeff McNeil. Just he's nothing, uh, he's nothing too athletic, as you can tell from his hitting, but he gets the job done when it comes to contact and getting on base. And that's, a, that's, a, that's something that this team could really use because – they do hit home runs, and it's it's important to have a contact guy like that on the on your team. Mel Rojas Jr. on your underdog KT Wiz is hitting four fifty seven with an OPS leading the uh, leading the uh, foreign players of one point one four four. So See, that's why I like the Wiz so much because he's their contact guy, and then they actually have some decent power hitters on that team. But they just need to they just need to like 
they, they they're formerly pretty good at power hitting, but they have been they've been having a slow start to the season. But I definitely think if they could pick it up, then this would be a dangerous team. Well, I don't think you're going to get a lot of power from him. Like right now, he's second in batting average and second in hits. Of course, to the former Jose Martinez that we just talked about. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's more of a he's more of a, a two hitter, a one hitter. But the middle of their lineup could definitely pick him up. I I've seen their former stats, and they all look they all look pretty powerful. I, I do like the KT Wiz as an overall team. You're a fan of this kid, Preston Tucker. He's hitting 406 um, with an OBP of about 500, four homers. He's walking six, he walks six times in nine games. Uh, how high are you in Preston Tucker with the K- Kia Tigers? I'm pretty high on Preston Tucker. I, uh, I like what he does. He's he's a solid player. Uh, he, he's, a good, he's a good fielder as well. He's really a, a multiple tool. I, I, if I even dare <laughs> May dare say, I guess would be the wording. Uh, Go he, for he's it. a five-tool player, in my opinion. Uh, he's got the speed. He's got the fielding. He's got the hitting power as well. He looks like an overall great player, and I am excited to see how he does this. And one more thing from me. We see Tyler Saladino now going to the 10-day injury list. He was hitting 174. He had a home run, OBP of 240. So if you agree with me here, he's got to get he's got to get himself back going because he's going to be really important to Samsung if they have any kind of playoff aspiration. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But if I if I just want to note out one player that caught my eye a lot over this whole entire season so far, and he's really impressing me is Dixon Machado. I mean, he's extremely clutch. Uh, RBI doubles, RBI home runs, RBI singles. He is clutch when the team needs him. He comes through, and he's a shortstop who's good at fielding. You know, how, you know how important it is to have a good hitting shortstop. And teams that have a good hitting shortstop have a dynamic uh, lineup, and the, the Giants definitely have that. You like his hitting. I love his fielding. I love his fielding when he was with Detroit. And you talk about he's second in RBIs in the league. So he's obviously a really good player. But the defense is just an added bonus. That's really good. Yeah, and let's not forget, the team around him on the Giants are explosive. And this is why I love the Giants. I definitely think they're coming in in second, and they're going to give the Dinos a run for their money. Uh, Leeds, uh, Deho Lee, he, you know, again, the, the prolific power hitter. He hasn't been hitting very well this season power-wise, but he's batting 414. So, Maybe we'll see a Miguel Cabrera type of season from him. So nothing too uh, aspiring. But we do see Aesop's son at 32 years old also getting paid around $2 million. And he's he's batting for average as well this season. So I just want to note that Dixon Machado being as clutch as he is, with these guys constantly getting on base, I think that he's a really good way to get RBIs and score for this team along with their great pitching. Judah, anything else to add from the third series of the year? No, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. I think we went over most of what we could go over. But I am excited to see Adrian Sampson make his first uh, start. That is something that I'm excited. Is to that see. coming this weekend? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's he's he's. I think he, he's coming back from seeing his dad uh, after I think he got COVID. So all blessings go out to him. Yes, sir. And it, he he's coming from the Rangers. <clears throat> he's really a young guy. He was throwing like 96 before he got cut. And uh, I want to see what that's how that's going to transition to the KBO. And I'm surprised he even came over here because he still had a chance to do well in the MOB, especially on a on, on a on a previously bad rotation like the Rangers. Now they have a, a really good rotation. So um, I wonder how he's going to do now that the Rangers got rid of him. Yeah, most guys don't throw hard. So I want to see how these KBO hitters can do against him if he's going to pump at 96, 97 regularly. Yeah, well, I expect <clears> the exit velocity to go up a lot because these these a lot of these hitters hit for contact. And I've been do I've been looking into it, and there's so many contact hitters and so few power hitters in the KBO. But you can tell that the power hitters actually use the leg kick, but they have a higher launch angle, and it's really it's really crazy to look at because they they have the MLB um, they have the MLB form when it comes to launch angle and keeping your hands inside whatever. But the leg kick 
stays the same throughout the whole entire league for for Korean baseball players, and it's pretty impressive to see. And it, oh man, it looks so sweet coming off the bat with some of these Korean baseball players. So before we wrap up the show, there was a report from this Korean baseball uh, writer on Twitter that I follow, and he was saying that the league conducted an investigation into uh, the juice baseballs because people thought that the balls were really? juiced over the weekend. I mean, over this week because of all the home runs that were being hit. Nothing came back. The baseballs were normal. But uh, were you surprised of all the home runs that there were? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really know what they're talking about. There, but, <laughs> I mean, there was more home runs than was used to for the KBR. That's what I, that's what I was saying. I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't that surprised on well, there weren't a lot. It's not a power based league. Listen, we know how the world is in general. People get really suspicious. ESPN just bought out the rights to broadcast, so maybe they wanted more exciting games for their for their broadcast and i could definitely see why why people will be suspicious but i don't really see any 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 evidence that points points to it if you know what i mean that's right so i guess we'll we'll do it now judah we're going to be planning to do a daily show on the kbo like i was planning to on major league baseball until their season got delayed and hopefully the players this week will vote in favor of playing baseball this year but <laughs> for the time being me and shooter are going to try if i'm not here judah will do it of doing daily Korean baseball recaps. That way we don't have to do these longed-out shows for uh, and notes for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. We can condense it into one 15 to a half-hour show daily based on all the games that happen. Easily digestible for you guys. There's not going to be any research needing to be done on your part. I'll go over everything for you. We'll go over everything for you. And uh, it'll be easily digestible. You won't have to sit here for an hour and a half to listen to what happened in KBO baseball this week. And that is our goal. We're trying to digest what we see from. We're trying to recap or um process what we get. Sorry, I'm using a lot of words. We're trying to get what we. We're trying to process from what happens in the games and then broadcast it out to you guys. So, so we're some sort of outlet for this because this is new to everyone. And because it's new to everyone, this is a good chance for us to uh, uh show our voice a little bit. And maybe we'll get some uh, maybe we'll get some KBO team fans out there. Right now, I'm rooting for the Giants. I don't have a team. I'm just so happy that something's back on to watch. I'll maybe I'll find a team if this goes any longer. I'm thinking about investing in a DVR so that I could record the game. You don't have a DVR? Me. What are you a 1904? No, I'm gonna need you to send me those games, Joe. <laughs> how, do you, how do you have a DVR? I don't know, man. Oh my just God, if, if I can, I'll, I'll figure something out for you. But <laughs> I always record my games. Works out great. Mm. Um. So yeah, I'm Joe Morales. You can get me on Twitter at Joe Morales underscore, and uh, the show is MDM Pod on Twitter. Anything else to add, Judah? Nope. I'm just excited to see what happens with the KB on the future. Tune in, guys, for the next podcast. I'm Joe Morales. This is Judah Loof. This has been the MDM Podcast. <laughs>